Morbid Collective. Welcome to Criminal AF. And for those of you joining us for the first time, this is a true crime podcast. There will be talk of murder, rape, torture, assault, and pretty much any crime that would haunt your nightmares at any given moment. There will be detailed descriptions of said events, and there will be some vulgar language. Like fuck. We understand that Criminal AF is not for everyone, but we just ask that you at least give it a listen. If it's not for you, hey, thanks for checking it out. See ya. But if it is, welcome to the debauchery. This is the first installment of a series of current cases we'll discuss titled Criminal State of Mind. And on this episode, we'll take a look into the case being called the Oklahoma House of Horrors, a tragic case of a convicted pedophile who went on to murder his wife, her three children, and two of their friends before eating his own bullet. I'm Dave Jari. I'm Garrett Corder. And this is Criminal as Fuck. Fly me to the moon. Let me gaze across the stars. What's good, fuckers, and welcome back to another episode of Criminal AF. Once again, I am Dave Jari, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Garrett Corner. How we doing? Before we get into this horrific story, we'd like to recognize our sponsor for this episode, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's Number one meal kit. To get our amazing offer of 50% off and free shipping, go to HelloFresh.com backslash CriminalAF50 and use code CriminalAF50. Now, we absolutely must give a shout out to our newest members of the debauch, Brian Luz, Julianne De Ormo, and True Crime University, one of our friends, Debbie, over there at True Crime University. Thank you very much for joining our fucked up family. Thank you guys so much. Now, you can become a member of the debauch by joining our Patreon for as little as $2 a month for general support. Everyone gets access to our private Discord as well as ad-free episodes. And those who join our $5 tier or above, you get all of our audible, visual, and downloadable content. And for the higher tiers, you get all of this plus producer credits on every episode, some goodies thrown in like t-shirts, posters, coffee mugs, etc. To choose your tier, just go to criminalasfuck.com and click on the support tab. And when you type it in, make sure you scream fuck. Just say fuck. Criminal, say www.criminalasfuck. My mic, Jesus, <laughs> give me the chills. <laughs> now, there are other ways to support Criminal AF as well. You can visit our show on Apple Podcasts where you can give us five stars and leave a detailed review on why Criminal AF is the number one true, true crime podcast in the world. <laughs> That's right. And you can also go to Spotify and answer the questions or polls that are posted with each episode. Last but not least, you could be rocking our merch. Go get you some merch. Yes, sir. There are tons of designs and products to choose from, and you can find them at www.criminalasfuck.com <laughs> and click on the shop tab. My headphones are peeking. <laughs> So uh, we just want to kick in with a with a little Gilgo Four update, and it's breaking news. Just came out today. <laughs> so we talked about in the uh, Gilgo Four episode. Uh, one of the one of the victims was called uh, Jane Doe Number Seven. She was also known as Fire Island Jane Doe. Um, she has been identified, folks. Today, what's today? The fourth of August, yes, two thousand twenty-three. Her name was Karen Vergata. 
Uh, Vergara was 34 years old when she disappeared in February of 1996 and had been living on West 45th Street in Manhattan. And it's believed she was working as an uh, escort at the time. Producers said that the body parts belonging to Vergata were discovered in two different locations years apart. In April of 1996, her legs and feet were found on Fire Island, and her skull was found in 2011 near Tobey Beach, which is uh, on Long Island relative to the uh, Gilgo Beach area. Yep. So, breaking news, we got another one identified. So it, it, This case is kind of hard to keep up with right now, because yeah. we're, we're at that spot where you can tell that the prosecution is trying to keep everything hush-hush. Right, but they're still like, yeah, you know, like breaking yeah. The other day, there were, the excavator came to the backyard, was only there for eight hours, dug mm-hmm. up the backyard, and then just they, they removed all heavy machinery right after right. yeah and then it, and also too is you're getting mixed and they're like we cannot confirm nor deny yeah, yeah, we yeah, found yeah. human remains yeah. well why'd you bring in the excavator well you know we just have to make sure right it's very hard to keep up with the case right yeah, now. yeah. so but, as we get more information and oh, yeah. well, I want to give accurate information I've seen right. a thousand TikToks oh, there, there's a million I've seen a thousand TikToks and, like he's got a property out in Arizona he's tied to like four other uh, escorts in Atlantic City yeah blah 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 it's like everything's coming out but it's like alright well where's the once the trial starts that's what it's gonna proof? be right exactly. that's when all the, the juice is gonna come and out and I will say from here until I find out the truth I wanna know is if Peaches and the baby, baby doe, are his. I gotta find that out. That's the, like the one thing that's like, I'm keeping my eye out for. Mm. You know what I mean? We will keep everybody updated though as we the information comes in. That's right. Dave, I'm happy to be back, buddy. I feel like I haven't been down in studio chloroform in a long, I was gonna say down, downstairs, but you know, we gotta travel. On the 87th floor of the... Yeah, this is an arena, okay? <laughs> no, uh, I'm happy to be back in studio chloroform. Let me Spend tell you, people, people have missed you. I know. I put out a couple solo episodes, you know, because, uh, well, go ahead and explain why. Uh, well, I had... Week I, one was... Yeah, week one, I was passing two kidney stones. <laughs> I don't, dude... Dude, let me tell you, I thought the same thing everybody else does. Yeah. Eh, it's not going to be that bad. Yeah. And there's actual video, your video of uh, Kelly, yeah, yeah. video of you and crying on the floor. And she's like, get up, bitch. Yeah, she was basically like, well, now you know what it's like to push kids out of your shit. And I was like, it's not helping. You know I can murder you right now, right? <laughs> oh, you know, everything that everybody says is 100% true. Yeah. That is the worst pain I have I've ever experienced not in to do it, my I life. It's, I heard it's awful. The worst part, too, is you drink water. You're just drinking water trying to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom as much as you can. Mm. And you know, you're drinking water knowing what it's going to do to you. Yeah. And that's the worst part. <laughs> and then you like <laughs> mentally have to prepare yourself <sighs> before you go in the bathroom. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to drop to my fucking knees in a second. Oh, God. It's rough. So, yeah. So, I th- that whole thing, I missed a whole bunch out on uh, that whole stuff yeah. with the kidney stones. And I, then, I, I think if I, if, I had to, if I had kidney stones, like I wouldn't even like attempt to like stand to go to the bathroom. Like I would just go into the shower, then just curl up in a ball. Curl up in a ball, <laughs> just like the crying piss, game. Kiss all over <laughs> your belly, piss like all a over myself. <laughs> and just be like, oh, dude, that's what I felt like doing. I'm not even kidding. Well, I, I just just know that if if at every point, you know, if there's a point that that comes where I'm have kidney stones, oh yeah, just know that I am in the shower, crying, crying in a fetal position, in a fetal position with water pouring on me. Oh, and if anybody has past these before it was a three millimeter stone that broke into a two and a one so it was actually two two and i was very underwhelmed with when it came out 
They're small. Yeah, that's not very it big. Looked like However, a, it looked like no, but it looked like a little sugar in the raw cube. Like you know, like the little. The, have you ever seen sugar in the raw? Yeah, 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 yeah. It just looked like sugar in the raw. Little, little but I, when I saw it, I'm like, that motherfucker was putting me on my knees. Like yeah. I was, doing, I didn't understand. I was like, how is that? Like yeah. you, when you look at that, you should. You're like, you think in your head, like you should have easily been able to pass that, and it shouldn't have right. caused what it did. Back pain. Yeah, and there was a, a, a Jack and Jill for one of our friends we, you, that we. Well, I went to. And, uh, I know I missed. And you were like, oh, like I wanted to. I'm gonna try to make it, and, and you're, like, you're like, there's no well, fucking way I'm, gonna I'm make not it. going to a Jack and Jill without drinking. Yeah. And then I would have just been <laughs> dreading the whole time I was drinking. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that was, that's where I uh, officially met our friend uh, Pickle Jenny 420. Yes. Thank you. What was that? <laughs> that was, I'm trying to do the fucking bonk thing again. I don't know. I can't do it. Hold on. Hold, <laughs> I, hold on. Wait. Wait. I was wait. going. I was going somewhere. Wait. <laughs> nope. Nope. I don't know. Yeah, I, can't I don't know. I, I can't, can't do it. it. I, I, I lost gotta, my touch. Yeah, I gotta. But anyways, Pickle Jenny 420 was there. Uh, all right. So this, yeah. So that was one week. Oh yeah, that was one week. And yep. then my, me and my family took a vacation up in the mountains, up mm. in New Hampshire. Up there in New Hampshire. Up in New Hampshire. Did Clark's Bears and all that oh. stuff. <laughs> Dude, what? Go the, away, your old coot. <laughs> the best part is, is right when you texted. So Dave texted me. <laughs> I didn't know that you've ever been there. Clark's first, first off, you butchered it, but it was hilarious. What, what, what was it? It's it's uh, <laughs> stay away, you old goat. Old goat. You, you, oh. <laughs> What I you smelly goat. I don't oh, even know. I forgot it already. Shit. But anyway, if you've ever been, to I think it is your old goat. Your old goat. I yeah. thought it was your old coot. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. But I. But from your text. Yeah. I understood exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh my God, you've been here before? Yeah, the train stops and then the yeah, guy's he chases like, you around with yeah. the, 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 the huge cap gun yeah. shit. But <laughs> my whole time, like the whole time there, all I was thinking about was. Holy shit, this is a sideshow bullshit attraction that yeah. just turned into like just kept adding and adding and adding. Yes. And where else are you gonna get a guy in a, a raccoon hat chasing you around oh, on a yeah. train? Like I'm like, this is the most <laughs> and on the middle of nowhere in the yeah, mountains. Right, right, right. Yeah. That was it just it was funny. That was hilarious. I got another story for you though. Yeah. So if it's anybody who with kids out there is gonna appreciate this one too. Yeah. Um my eight year old, mm-hmm. right? Is we're at dinner out out there at, at a restaurant. We went on our way back, and um, she's on her iPad. She yep. had her like a little iPad or whatever while we were waiting for our food, yep. and she's like hiding it. And I look over the corner, and she's playing on an app. Right, and I'm like, uh, what the fuck is that? Okay, she's eight at this point. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I grab it, and she's playing this app game called BitLife, and Bit she Life. instantly listen. She instantly starts crying. Yeah. Instantly starts like tearing up, blah blah blah. Like she got she, caught. No, she yeah, that's yeah. the difference. It wasn't yeah. like she was just mindlessly. She knew it had bad stuff on it. Yeah, and I was like, "What is this?" And she's like, "It's a bad app. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have downloaded. It. I'm sorry." Like she instantly started apologizing, <laughs> and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" So I start looking. Yeah, it's a life simulator, right? Okay. You start off as a baby, and then you have to it asks you questions, and you answer multiple co- choice, and then you grow in age as the questions. But the questions yeah. get kind of R- adult, risque. At like other. 18, 19, it's like, yeah. "Did you take Jimmy to prom?" Yeah. You answer yes. Is are you going home with him? She's eight. What? And if you vote it, and then it depends on what answer you do, you you go Did down Jimmy different paths. The no, one, the next question, right? <laughs> yeah. Did you use protection? Oh, and then she's if, like, what? I guarantee you, she doesn't understand that. But right, she's still playing this game. So 
I, I, when I was, because I downloaded it real quick just to make sure. Yeah, yeah. And then I put no just to see. And oh, you're pregnant now. Now you live your life as a pregnant 18 year old. Oh, my shit. daughter is a 94 year old grandmother. That's how far she's played. She played the whole. Oh. <laughs> she beat cancer twice. Ah, 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 what the fuck? Ah, ah. Oh my God. What? Wow, she's been playing this for a hot minute. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude. So, uh, hey, check your kids' iPads from yeah. BitLife. Uh, yeah. yeah. Beat cancer like twice. You, but that's that's the funniest part is, like, my son is sitting across from me playing with his cap gun like a like a mouth breather. Like, not a care in the world. Yeah. And then two years older, an eight-year-old, is yeah. a 94-year-old grandmother who... Who's probably had, like, five, started, has five ex-husbands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Pre-dementia, yeah. fucking beat cancer twice. I'm like, what? Oh, my God. And she's like, probably... Who knows what she's fucking, like, I, uh, had to read and see. I don't know. Whatever. So, uh, yeah, check your kids' iPads. Wow. Yeah, that was my fun story. But it was the first... Uh, my daughter's an angel. She doesn't get in trouble that much. But yeah. it was funny to see her break down. Like, I almost, like, yeah. I was laughing on the inside, but at the right. same time, it was, it, like, I was trying to act all, like, mad. Right. You're like, and, oh, let me see, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but the real, yeah, so. But you had to, you had to put the yeah. dad foot but down. But in the me meantime, I'm like, dude. <laughs> She's a 94-year-old. Beat cancer <laughs> twice. That's what she told me. She said, daddy, like, I beat cancer <laughs> twice. I'm like, what the, what is going on? She's probably like the old lady at the end of fucking Titanic. But, <laughs> It just, it just it goes to show how like a year difference in uh, between kids yeah. between kids is oh, so much at that young especially age especially like, a girl and a boy yeah it's, yeah boys are just they're mouth breathers dude. yeah they're boys are mouth breathers until they're like fucking seventeen yeah and then you gotta worry about them oh wanna walk over time tomorrow no. no but then yeah then you gotta worry about them like stealing your car or like not gonna check up or something <laughs> like that <laughs> right right. Uh, other than that, it was a great vacation. I'm glad to be back. That's good. Yeah. I missed you, but well, I saw you. I saw you all the time, but yeah. I haven't been down here with you. Yeah. So, well, like I was saying, you know, there's 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 been I've been getting a lot of you know comments and remarks and stuff like, oh, where's Garrett? But we're back, and it is time for mail call. Mail call. Prior to every episode, we send out an AMA on Instagram for a chance for your question to be answered on air. And today, we have two questions to be answered. The first is from Dylan8720, and he wants to know, out of all the serial killers, past or present, who would you want to feature on the show? Ooh. The person that I would probably want to feature is uh, David Berkowitz. The Berkowitz. The son of Sam. Yeah. You know why? Because there's like a huge question lingering now that is it the son of Sam or is it the sons of Sam? Like, did he really do it all? Because now he's saying he didn't do it. Yeah. He said there's a couple he did. He didn't do all of them. So I want to know little for cult. a fact, 100%. A little cult behavior. Was there a group of people who did it? He's not going to tell you. He's going to no. say, well, he'd probably tell you there is. Right. Hmm. I don't know. You know, somebody like that, that only they would know the fucking answer and... You know, since we're featuring you, you got to tell us the truth. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Since you're sitting next to us. I'd be yeah. sketched out the whole time. I'm I definitely know. carrying my gun the entire time. 100%. Entire time. 100%. I, I'm, I'm definitely leaning towards somebody more odd. Mm. I would like a socially, like, I would, just to like. Socially awkward. Yeah. Just to mess with them. What about your, Not, boy, what about your boy, Charlie? He would be a fucking Serial trip. killer. Serial killer. Dude, that is such a good answer. Even though he, I mean, he's responsible for those people's deaths. He wasn't a serial killer. Right. 
Charlie would be fucking sick to just hang out oh, in yeah. a room and just talk about like. Now, would you would you sit him between the two of yeah, us right here, yep. or would you sit him on the other side of the room? No, he's time? sitting right here. Oh, and, uh, that's sketchy as fuck. No, but he seems like someone that you could easily just distract and get going. Like yeah. just get him going and just have him going on rants. Yeah. He he. I don't think he's. In person, he's not harmful at all. No. He's not going to actually attack you. That's actually a very good pick. I would probably... Yes. Thank yeah. you. I'll, I'll say... I'm going Manson all the way, baby, and we're going to sing songs. <laughs> Bring a guitar. That'd be, that would be that would probably be a good time. That'd be a good show. Yeah. I actually like that one better. We'd have to, like, calm him down every now and then. Hey, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. It's like, all right, focus it. Reel it in. Reel Watch it in. Out, man. Relax, yeah. relax. <laughs> relax. Reel it in. Hey, calm down. Dude, the government's not after you. Yeah. Oh, he, oh, the stories he could tell, though. Because oh, yeah. there, there was like a lot. There was like if you watch a lot of his interviews, like he starts going on a little tangent where you you want to know where he's gonna where he's gonna take it. Yeah. But the interviewer is always like, well, no, 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 no. let's bring it back to what do I want to know this answer and this answer. You know, it's like no, let the dude talk. Yeah, let, let's see where let this fucking. Let's he, see where this story he's goes. He's almost like a um, a mellowed out uh, Alex Jones. Like the frogs are gay, and like, <laughs> like, but it's like he doesn't he doesn't do it all worked up. It's right, just right, you right, don't yeah. know what the fuck's gonna come out. Right. Interdimensional aliens want to control your mind. They want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it would be more like yeah, man, the interdimensional aliens, <laughs> man, they want to control your mind, dude. <laughs> it would be fun to just let them go off oh, on yeah, on yeah. Uh, yeah the pirates. I, you know what? We're gonna go with that one. Yeah, we both we both are gonna yeah. say. We're going to say Charles, Charles Manson. Manson. 100%. I like that answer. That's what I'm going with. Garrett is too. So thank you very much, Dylan8720, for your question. And next we have Kaylee Moon. She actually emailed this to me. Oh. And she oh, cool. says, huh? yeah, there are loads of cases where evidence is locked away, never to see the light of day again. If you could gain access to one and only one Easy. piece of evidence I'm saying this before, I can from say any this. case. I can say this before you even finish the sentence. Go. What would you choose? Dahmer. Come on, dude. Everybody knows that. What do you want to know? Dahmer. I want to see the I want to see the Polaroids. I want to see photo. I want to see everything. You want to see? I want Dahmer. A hundred percent. Dahmer. Yes. I want to, I want access to that entire folder. Okay. Well, for, for reference, Kaylee did say that if uh, she had to pick one piece of evidence, it would be the videotape walkthrough of the Catherine Knight case. Where she skinned the, the oh, boyfriend yeah, yeah, and hung yeah, yeah. his skin oh, suit so in the fucking door. She just wants to see the skin suit. Yeah, she just wants to see the. Yeah, that, that's well, what I, me. Well, they, they, uh, the head was boiling in the pot. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. you know all that kind of shit. Yeah. Ah, I'm, now I'm gonna go a little dark, and a lot of people. Oh, you're gonna say the toy box killer? Oh, <laughs> you are 100 right. <laughs> you the toy box sick killer. If I knew I mean, it. Toolbox killer. The, the, two, yeah, the not, toolbox. Oh, toolbox killer. Not the toy box killer. Oh, both actually. Oh, the toy box. Oh, wait a minute. I'm confused. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You the toy sick box fuck, dude. You oh, want to see some doggy action. You want to see some German Shepherds go? Oh. <laughs> we were just talking about this the other episode. I know. You know, I was going to go to Toolbox, but now I'm going to say Toy Box. The Toy Box Killer. You yes. Wanna... I want to see all the videos. Dude, imagine the FBI agent that has to just sit there and watch. Yeah. All of that. Right. All of that. That's got to fuck with your mind, right? I like, like, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised we haven't had more detectives and stuff like that go kind of get into some weird shit because they were like oh, they exposed are. to stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, I know there's like some cases where the cops like actually like fucking retired. They're like, I can't do this. There's no fucking way I can do this. You know what I mean? Um, but imagine like, or what was the other one? Uh, the the Necrolord, uh, David Fuller. Like when they found all those videotapes of him having sex with dead bodies and shit. Yeah. Like, imagine being that guy, having to go through and identify, like, all, who all these people are. Yeah. And, 
Yeah, that, that, that sounds, that's a crazy job. Like, well, honey, you get home, you take your belt off, you right. take your shoes off, you're like, hey, honey, how was your day? I don't want to fucking talk about right. it. Right. Like, you don't want to. How do you just turn that off? the things I've yeah. seen today. Like, because everybody's seen fucked up videos online, but right. when you're watching the complete catalog of the toy box killer, like, that's wild. That is wild. That's wild shit, dude. I wonder if David Fuller used like a heating blanket first or just, yeah you gotta warm it he up he went in cold you gotta warm it up I don't know <laughs> there, we made a lot of necrophiliac jokes in that episode <laughs> now that I remember it was <laughs> it was alright so I'm gonna go with the toy box killer Garrett you're going with I'm going with Dahmer, Dahmer. I, I, I wanna see that fire you wanna see the poses I wanna see the poses alright okay get, get the camera just wanna take a picture just get the camera no, I All right. <laughs> Those Polaroids. Let me see them. Yeah. Release them. I've seen some. I found them on the web, but I want to see the whole the, file. The, the light web? I actually saw... <laughs> I, I. You can leave this in if you want. I yeah. saw somebody's interview that went to... Uh, they did crime, crimeology or whatever at a... Criminology? Uh, what did I say? Crimeology. <laughs> they did criminology at a, yeah. a, a pretty, like high-end school i don't know i don't remember what it was but yeah. the lead detective on the Dahmer case actually brought the files for the kids to to see oh shit They're, like because they were they were like high level like getting their masters yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. And, and they got to flip through it it was a lady talking about how it was the craziest shit she's ever seen oh, like, like the, the entire all the evidence on the Dahmer case yeah he brought to the kids that were going to class they got to go through all of it that's crazy yeah i was like shit i gotta go get a master's degree to go look at these polaroids i know dude. God, yeah, it's fuck, all right. What the fuck you got to do to look at a Polaroid? Fuck. I know. Damn. Well, you guys are going to see Dave soon, so we're, cl- we're closing in. All right, the Patreon's to the roof. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. I'm going Toy Box. You're going Dahmer. So, thank you very much, Kaylee. Uh, again, before each episode, we'll send out an AMA on Instagram for a chance for your question to be read by us. Be sure to follow us at Pod on Instagram to be sure to get your questions in. All right, Dave. We're used to going to Florida uh, because today's episode is on the Oklahoma House of Horrors. Yes. We're just, we're just having fun with this one. All right. We're going to switch it up. And it, it. also, to be fair, when you sent me the story, I was like, no, nah, we have to cover this. <laughs> we're going to do a special edition of Florida Man, and this is right. called The Oklahoma Man. Breaking news. <laughs> Oklahoma man stabbed flagpole through another man's head at a Sonic drive-in. <laughs> Sonic drive-in. Sonic sucks, too. Oh. That would, that'd be the highlight of my... for his Frosty? Dude, that would be the highlight of my day at a Sonic, let me tell you. Imagine you're standing there waiting for your Frosty, like you're sitting in your car, and next thing you know, you got a fucking flagpole jabbed through your fucking face. Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know what's great? <laughs> Every time that you're watching Cops, yeah. or like a, 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 a TV show that has, like, where it follows police officers Bad around... Boys. Tulsa always oh, has yeah. some crazy sh- They're always recording in Tulsa. Tol- yeah, Tulsa, Tulsa might Tulsa's be up crazy. there. They're Tulsa's Tulsa, crazy. Tulsa, 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 Oklahoma. Well, Tulsa was also that one where the, uh, uh, without going into any names or anything like that, Tulsa was the uh, the 12-year-old girl who stabbed and killed her uh, nine-year-old brother. Yes. Do you remember that? Yep, I saw uh, that. The body cam came out a couple months ago. Yep, and yeah. she was like, she came down and said, I don't know why <laughs> she did it. The mom's all yeah. crying and shit. <laughs> I don't know why she did it. I don't know why. I don't know. I'm so fucking sorry, mom. I'm so fucking... Yeah, yeah that, that was wild. That was Tulsa, too. All right, go ahead. All right. 
An Oklahoma man is accused of thrusting a flagpole through another man's head at a sonic. <laughs> thrusting. Okay. Thrusting. <laughs> Officers, well, you gotta add, you gotta show these people his mugshot. <laughs> I'm without IG. It definitely looks like he's from Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> Officers responded to a call about a stabbing at a restaurant on the city's south side at 7.30 p.m. August 2nd, but arrived to find a victim with a large American flag lodged oh. in his skull. Police said in a no, news release. A patriotic Trump 2024! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that got me <laughs> Try that in a small town. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Oh, all right. Man. <laughs> That's what he gets, Colin said. Witnesses told police he deserved it. <laughs> Colin was taken. <laughs> Colin was taken into custody immediately. Police said it took it took longer to help the victim whose injuries. Put firefighters in a delicate predicament. Affidavit. 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 Predicament. According to police, the pole entered the victim's head beneath his jaw and exited the other side of his head oh, near his right temple. It's like an uppercut style. Oh, he went through and out. Oh, yeah. Oof. Uh, the American flag was still attached to the pole at the <laughs> Flapping time. Flapping in the wind. <laughs> that's a sight, baby. You're proud to be American. That's a, that's a sight. God, I never seen the Star Spangled Bangles and the stars shine so bright. The pole. Wait, where am I? I'm like, due to the, wait, wait, it gets even better. Due to the size of the pole, firefighters oh. had to cut part of it off oh, for the victim to fit in the ambulance. <laughs> All I'm thinking of is a cartoon where, oh like, my God. A, the person just keeps going through something that doesn't fit, yeah. trying to get in the back. He's like, he's like trying to walk sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Something out of Beetlejuice, yeah, yeah. for sure, in the waiting room of, of hell or wherever yes. they are. Yeah. Oh right. my God. Miraculously, we were told the victim will survive his injuries, but he will likely lose an eye. Oh, oh. poor guy. <laughs> Collins was arrested on a charge of maiming after. A f- Wait, he got arrested for maiming. Maiming. On a charge of maiming after a former conviction of a felony. So he was a felon. I mean, so maiming, he didn't get like uh, attempted murder. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe that's a worse car. Maybe it doesn't hold assault, up. Maybe I mean, I, I assault with a deadly weapon, attempted murder, yeah, uh, batter. Well, give it name them all. You could throw the book at him. Right, right, right. Read that one sentence again. Just go back. Which, <laughs> which one? Where he quoted him. Oh. He deserved it. <laughs> that's what he gets. <laughs> Collins said, witnesses told police he deserved it. <laughs> Try that in a small town. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Oh my god. Oh man. Oh fucking A. Woo. Shit, and when I go to so- Sonic, all I get is fucking upset stomach and diarrhea, dude. And this somebody got somebody some lucky people gotta see a, somebody get stabbed with an American flag. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Oh Alright. Criminal AF would be back after this quick break. Hello Fresh! Take a bite out of summer with Hello Fresh. From chef crafted seasonal recipes to their new fit and fresh summer menu, Hello Fresh wants you to have it all free time and fresh, tasty food. That's why they take care of the meal planning and deliver the ingredients so everything you need to whip up a delicious meal arrives right to your door. Featuring quality proteins, fresh produce, and whether you have a large family or live on your own like I do, HelloFresh has the perfect meal plan for your lifestyle. One of the meals I received in last week's order from HelloFresh was a spicy and saucy turkey and bell pepper bowl, and it has instantly become one of my favorites. 
The perfect blend of spices, ground turkey, and fresh vegetables, it definitely hits. And did you know HelloFresh offers more than just delicious dinners? It's now easier than ever to skip that extra run to the grocery store by adding snacks, sides, and more to your weekly order. Simply shop HelloFresh Market and take your pick from a curated selection of over 100 items. Go to HelloFresh.com slash CriminalAF50 and use CriminalAF50 to receive 50% off plus free shipping. Again, to receive 50% off and free shipping, go to HelloFresh.com slash CriminalAF50 and use code CriminalAF50. And don't forget to tag your meal creation at hashtag HelloFreshPicks. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Now back to Criminal AF. All right, it's time to go fuck this episode in the mouth. What the <laughs> fuck? What was that? <laughs> is that news? Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's a little oh, news, okay. right? Yeah. All right, let's fuck this episode in the mouth. All right. Fellas. So this is the first in a series of episodes that we're going to do called Criminal State of Mind, where we'll discuss a case or two from different states, provinces, shires, counties, uh, or whatever area you know they happen in. Just know that the word state will be in the title because criminal shire of mind just sounds stupid, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I mean, really, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so we're going to kick it off in Oklahoma where we have a case that will make your fucking head explode. And this is being called the Oklahoma House of Horrors. In November of 2003, a 16-year-old girl named Crystal attended a party with friends. Also in attendance was her friend's boyfriend, Jesse, who was nearly 20 years old at the time. Crystal didn't know Jesse well. She described him as nothing more than an acquaintance. Crystal was getting a little tipsy, and Jesse offered to bring her home, where she fell asleep only to be woken a few hours later by persistent, loud banging at her front door at around 3 o'clock in the morning. Crystal got up to investigate and discovered that the banging was coming from Jesse, who had shown up to Crystal's house after an alleged argument erupted between he and Crystal's friend. When she opened the door, Jesse explained that the friend had broken up with him and he needed a place to stay. Crystal told him that he needed to go to his own home, but Jesse was persistent. Crystal was trying to shut the door, but Jesse was pushing back, eventually bursting through the door and shoving Crystal across the room. Jesse quickly restrained Crystal, shoving a sock in her mouth and tying her with her father's bungee cords and a belt. He pulled a knife and held it against her neck threatening to slit her throat if she screamed. Jesse then savagely raped Crystal inside her own home. After he was done forcing himself on her, Jesse began to panic and pace back and forth. Crystal assured him that she would not say a word about what had happened before making a run for it, naked to a neighbor's house where they called the police. Jesse was apprehended about a mile away. Eleven days later, Jesse McFadden entered an Alford plea, 
meaning he pled guilty but still maintained his innocence. The judge sentenced him to 20 years for the rape and a concurrent sentence of eight years for grand larceny in a separate incident in which he stole $64,000 from his grandfather. Even though Jesse had made multiple attempts to request leniency over the years, and writing to a judge that he understands the severity of his crime and vowed never to do it again, in 2017, while still in prison, Jesse was caught with a contraband cell phone after exchanging sexual messages and photos with an underage girl. Even though he was caught with this damaging evidence and proof that he had not learned from his past transgressions, the state of Oklahoma granted Jesse an early release on October 30th, 2020, after serving 85% of his sentence. Jesse McFadden was a free man for the time being. On November 13th, 2020, he was formally arrested for one count of soliciting sexual conduct with a minor by use of technology and one count of possession of child pornography, resulting from that 2017 incident while still in prison. He was released on November 17, 2020, after securing a $25,000 bond. The case was hindered by continuous delays, and finally, on May 1, 2023, McFadden was to have his day in court for these charges in front of a jury. The day before, on April 30, 2023, McFadden contacted the victim in this case numerous times, ranting about how she is ruining his life. At one point, he texted, quote, I did exactly what I promised I would do when I got out. I got a marketing job making great money and was being advanced there two years now and made a great life like I promised I would do with you. Now it's all gone. I told you, I wouldn't go back. This is all on you for continuing this. The following day, McFadden never showed up in court and a bench warrant was issued. On the evening of April 30th, 2023, the parents of 14-year-old Ivy Webster and 16-year-old Brittany Brewer had gone to the police to file a missing persons report for their daughters, who both failed to return home as planned and neither were answering their phones. They both spent the previous night, on April 29th, at the home of their friend, 13-year-old Tiffany Guess, in Henrietta, Oklahoma. On May 1st, an Amber Alert was issued, and at 10 a.m., police were dispatched to the home of Tiffany. Officers spent about 19 minutes at the home without making contact with anyone before leaving. A second call to police was made shortly after, stating that four of the occupants of the home, 35-year-old Holly Guess, her daughters, 17-year-old Riley Allen, and 13-year-old Tiffany Guess, and her son, 15-year-old Michael Mayo, were missing as well. Again, several attempts were made to contact the occupants of the home, to no avail. Finally, a third call came at 2.22 p.m. This call was to serve a warrant to another one of the occupants of the home for failure to appear in court that morning. 
This person was none other than Jesse McFadden. Now we pick up where the sheriff's office was once again at the residence to serve a warrant to Jesse McFadden. But what's different between this time and the others is that the first two times were basically wellness checks. So like police, they basically show up to the property. They knock on the doors. They can look through the windows. Yeah. Uh, establish, try to establish contact with somebody. Now, if, if nobody is seen or nobody answers the door and nothing seems to appear to be criminal in nature, then they just chalk it up as nobody's home. You know, and they move on. So those were the first two calls that they received to go to the house. I don't know. At the second wellness check. Some red flags are raised. Yeah. 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 You reach out to a family member that gives you permission. Some, there's there's other things. There's, there's, there's other ways avenues. around it. They, avenues, it's, yeah. It seemed like very lazy police work in my end. Right. We'll, we'll go into a little bit of that. But uh, now when you do a wellness check, you can't enter the home on a wellness check without permission or probable cause. Now for the third visit... They had a warrant in hand to arrest Jesse McFadden for a failure to appear. Now they can go around, start snooping a little bit, looking at the property in an attempt to find him, right? Yep. And this is where the sheriff's office comes upon the bodies of 17-year-old Riley Allen and two friends of the family who were there for a sleepover that weekend. It was 15-year-old Brittany Brewer and 14-year-old Ivy Webster. They were found several hundred feet in back of the home by a creek on the property. Each had a single gunshot wound to the head. About a quarter of a mile from them, or about 0.4 kilometers for the rest of the world, they found the bodies of 35-year-old Holly Guess, 15-year-old Michael Mayo, and 13-year-old Tiffany Guess. Both Michael and Tiffany were shot twice in the head, and Holly was shot three times in the head. All were shot with a 9mm handgun that Holly had purchased uh, that past, this past January. You know, I guess that we should note that... Uh, uh, Fuckface uh, McFadden. <laughs> Fuckface <laughs> McFadden. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's a good one. From here for the rest of the episode, he's Fuckface. We're going to refer to him as Fuckface. Fuckface McFadden. McFadden, yeah. Uh, he was also found at this location with a single self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. The fucking pussy. Po- fucking pussy. Fucking oh, pussy. you're a big bad guy. You can shoot all these people, but yep. you can't. Yeah. Can't take the heat. What a pussy. All right. So what makes this all the more strange is that it appeared as if the bodies were staged. They were moved from the actual murder location, which was not being disclosed at the time, to to the locations where they were found. Uh, All the bodies were identified via dental records, so the families didn't have to go through any any more pain of of having to witness what was done to them. That's horrible. Now, the girls who were there for the sleepover, Ivy Webster and Brittany Brewer, they both showed signs of a, a recent sexual assault. Now, I couldn't find if this assault had occurred before or after the girls were murdered. But bottom line is, those two were raped at some point. Now, here's where it starts getting what I talked about earlier, where it's more like Keystone Copish. Uh, I like would, that Keystone Copish. Yeah, you would think that this is a major crime scene. Oh, uh, hello. There's there's six murders. Six. You, two of them sexually assaulted. Everything needs to be locked down, closed off. Everything in the house and on the property needs to be fuck collected. Fuckface was going through some shit, dude. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> Obviously. You know, you fucking collect everything for evidence. Yeah. Rope, it, rope, it, rope it all off, right? Major crimes. Bring them in. Yeah. According to the sheriff's office. I mean, it is Oklahoma. They're probably far away. Right. Now, here's the thing about Henrietta, Oklahoma, where this happened. Uh, the population is under, I believe, 6,000. So it's not a very big town. Yeah. Okay. Now, according to the sheriff's office, the case was closed. The suspect, Fuckface McFadden, was dead. Headline, Fuckface McFadden. <laughs> Fuck McFadden. McFadden. Uh, so I guess there's nothing left to see here, folks. Whatever. So the entire scene was released to the landlord of the property. Wow. Now on Thursday, May 4th into Friday, uh, as the families were preparing to have the funerals for their loved ones, the lord of the land, the landlord, called the family and told them they had until Sunday to get all this shit out of the house or he's throwing it all in a dumpster. Oh, wow, man. Thank you so much for yeah. being, uh, you know, right. somewhat peaceful in this whole situation. Right. What yeah. a piece of Thanks shit. Thanks for understanding that yeah. our entire fucking family has been murdered. Holy and crap. You're a fucking dickhead. Right. So. Yeah. Who's going to, you're going to rent it that fast? Right. Yeah. He's got to flip it. He's got to fucking turn it around. Got to get that rent know. money. All right, so the members of the families, uh, including Holly's aunt, Lynn Wyatt, uh, went to the home and invited a news crew with them. And what they found inside was, can only be described as horrific. Now, in, in addition to several computers and up to 32 different cell phones, okay, several computers and 32, 32 different cell, cell phones, and which we all know in the pedal world is a huge red flag for kitty porn, okay? They can't track it. Uh, Wyatt, the actual devices. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Wyatt, Holly's aunt, found medical records and a ledger with numerous names and numbers written inside. And the numbers could have been ages to go along with the names, but that's just speculation. That's all they said was names and numbers. There were restraints and chains bolted to the walls, drug paraphernalia, sex toys, and lube just laying around the house for all to see. Uh, she also found a wrapped up towel... Uh, duct tape to the back of a dresser and discovered it was another set of restraints that were different from the others. So why why were these why these special restraints? Why were they wrapped up in a, in a towel and duct tape to the back of a dresser? You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that a souvenir? Did you rape somebody before and that's your like token, you know, whatever? And fuck faces, they're definitely going through something. Oh yeah. Uh, she found, they also found four binders with photos and Polaroids possibly of children of a sexual na nature, but this was not confirmed or elaborated on. They just said they found binders with Polaroids. They found bloody shorts in the closet, bloody underwear hidden underneath the floorboards, allegedly still damp. Definitely saving souvenirs for sure. All right, just let, let that settle in. Allegedly still damp. But, but mind you, nothing to see here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was going to let you finish before I started talking about okay. the, right, the right. amazing police officers right. that are right. that well, are working in. All right, I'll, I'll continue. This small town. I'll let you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep add, going. add to it. Uh, she brought all this information to the sheriff's deputy who was on location, and was told that the crime was solved. Whatever was in the house had no bearing on the murder investigation, and everything could be thrown out. Now, Justin Webster, the father of the victim, Ivy. Uh, also reportedly visited a property to review the evidence that left behind. Uh, during one of his visits on the property, Webster alleged that he found a receipt for the padlocks, which were attached to the restraints in the home, that reportedly showed McFadden purchased those uh, restraints that were bolted in uh, only a few days before the murders. Uh, Webster also claimed to have found a bloody wet wipe, 
five more cell phones and additional drug paraphernalia. Now, this was obviously still a crime scene, okay? The murder investigation may have been solved, whatever. Sure, the, okay? the six bodies we found, yeah. You know, you know who the killer was, murder solved, correct. How many more victims are out there? You know what I mean? Considering all the stuff that fuckface left behind, yeah, trying to help identify the people on the like right. in the binders. None of that. They don't care. They don't care. Right. And w- which raises up a, a, another question. You know, whose is, blood is where? Right. Who's like whose bloody underwear was that? Who's whose bloody wet white? Whose bloody shorts? You know, who, like who does this shit fucking belong to? Now, this raises another question. You know, is there a pedophile ring being operated in Oklahoma? I'm, it sounds pretty fishy, you know what I mean? All those yeah, cell yeah. phones and, and, and... That's a lot of and cell laptops. phones. Right. Yeah. Now, a private investigator that was hired by the family discovered that numerous people use that property as their location address. Meaning that you can look up 30 people and their address all says this fucking, this fucking place in Henrietta. Crazy. You know what I mean? Crazy. So how many people were in and out of that home at any given time? Okay. Using it and uh, what horrors went down. I mean, it's a right. fitting, fitting uh, name of the episode here yeah. or name of the, the murders. Right. So now everything has since been turned over to the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigations as, you know, obviously they clearly see that there's a lot more going on here than what the sheriff's office believes. Um, now, there hasn't been much more release since since then regarding what was found in the home. Uh, because we, we kind of believe that it's it's an open investigation. They open it back up. Or there are civil suits pending, right? Because obviously the, the sheriff's office, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, go into yeah. that. We'll go into yeah, that. Yeah, you, you, you would have you heard from me for sure right. out of that family. Yeah. So who was Fuckface and how did he get out of prison? All right. So as we discussed in the story, Fuckface was sent to prison <laughs> in 2003 face. for the rape of Crystal uh, and was given a sentence of 20 years. Now, while in prison, Fuckface was doing Fuckface things. Okay. In March of 2004, he was caught with possession of tobacco, which is an infraction. Uh, June 2005, a possession of cigarettes. November of 2005, tested positive for THC. This is all while in prison, mind oh, you. Yep. January of 2007, he was out of his cell during a lockdown. February 2009, sexual activity. Oh, damn. He was yeah. he was, he was having fun in the shower, yeah. I guess. Holy. Yeah, he was dropping the soap. Or yep. somebody was dropping the soap. Again, in January of 2010, sexual activity. February of 2010, battery of another person, which he was probably forcing the sexual activity. Yeah. Who knows? Yep. Uh, September 2013, possession of a cell phone. July 2016, possession of a cell phone. And December of 2016, it says here, a law violation. What is that? Well, the last charge, the law violation, was when investigators found porn on a phone that Fuckface had. Now, this was the case that he was set to go to trial for the day after he murdered everybody. The last three violations are considered Class X violations, which are considered to be the worst type of violation. And according to a statement uh, by the DOC... Uh, McFadden was released after 85% of his time because he banked enough credits to re- be released early. Dude, I, I don't get... This guy's not squeaky clean. Like, I understand, like, you do 20-plus years or whatever, you're you're working your ass off, you're trying to do better, you get your GAD, you don't have a, you have a flawless prison record. He didn't have a flawless prison record. This no. guy should have served his whole time. Right. And, and plus some. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, the grand scheme of things. 
Right. So uh, it says here from the DOC that credits are earned through good behavior and hygiene. Having good hygiene. Well, you, yeah. Apparently, you spent a lot Listen, of time in the showers. As long as my COs don't have to smell you, yeah. <laughs> you're going to get out of here, Sonny. Yeah. <laughs> fucking crap. What? Uh, what is that? I have no fucking idea. All right. So according to the DOC policy for a second offense of a Class X violation, credits can be revoked. So he had three Class X violations, yet he still got out after serving 85% of his time for good behavior. Yeah, because okay. uh, <laughs> yeah, raping somebody yeah. in a shower is well, good you, behavior. You know what I think it came down to? I think it came down to it was 2020. It was fucking COVID. And they were just fucking releasing people left and fucking right. Very true. You actually. know what I mean? All right, so when Fuckface was caught with the phone that investigators say had child porn on it, which he was subsequently arrested and charged for after his release, no credits were revoked. He didn't get penalized any, any, for wow. any of his credits. Listen, he really think about that. Mm-hmm. You have a, a phone, a cell phone in prison, which is a, a, a huge violation. Yep. And that cell phone had a shit ton of fucking child porn on which it. Which is a felony. Right. Mm-hmm. No credits. No credits revoked. His punishment for having the phone was 30-day segregation and restricted visitation. His punishment for possessing kitty porn was having his canteen, telephone, and visitation restricted for 90 days. So, in a nutshell, um, why was he released from prison while he still had pending charges? Okay? Because that kiddie porn didn't go away. You know? Now, a spokeswoman for the Oklahoma Department of Corrections, she issued a statement about Fuckface's sentence and release and saying that he was... He was received into prison custody in January of 2004. And per the state statute for his conviction, McFadden had to serve no less than 85% of his sentence. It was right on the money. Which is a minimum of 17 years, which was 2020. Now, inmates are given credit for time served within county jails, which in his case was 76 days, moving his release date to October 30th, 2020. Now, still, he's... Having sex with other inmates. Problematic is uh, understatement. Uh, he's obviously doing drugs in prison. He has cell phones in prison. He's doing all this fucking shit. Time and time and time and time again. He's basically a fucking awful person. But yet, hey. That's... Time served. So crazy to me. Yeah. So, McFadden... I, oh, God. No, I just... I'm blown away. I'm, I'm actually blown away. And I'm... I'm Listening to this story and stuff like that, I wonder if that house, that address, you said it was linked to 30 plus people. Because after you get out of prison, obviously, you need to show your address. You have to show where you're going to live. You have to put you it on the register. Record. Yeah. I wonder if that was a note. Like, like all these people registered at, for that address? For that address. And then went around living their lives like yes, normal correct. fucking people. And yeah. they used that house as whatever. Yeah. And it, it makes it fits that bill if that is kind of like a kitty porn hub mm-hmm. where they bring victims wherever. It makes sense that that a bunch of ex felons that are fresh out that have already talked about this system and like, hey, use this address, use this thing. It's right. a known thing around because these guys they they know who likes kitty porn in jail, if, especially if oh, they're yeah, yeah, if they're yeah, housed yeah. together, right. usually for sexual crimes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I can honestly see that house being kind of like an inmate hotspot after just to yeah. just to appease the parole officer that you have a place to live that you, you have an actual physical location yes to call home yes quote unquote right 
so fuckface, he was a level four inmate for most of his incarceration. However, he was assigned to level one in January 2017. Dude, uh, how do you go from maximum security, twenty three hour twenty three hour lockdown, one hour a day, and then you go to Gen Pop within? That's not how it works. What the fuck is going on in Oklahoma right now? Yeah. Like, what are we doing here uh, in the prison system? I have no How idea. How do you go from maximum security to general population level one mm. without any like steps down the road? You just throw them to the fish? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I keep going. Sorry. Go. This, this story is, I can't wrap my head around it. It doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Criminal AF would be back after this quick break. Now back to criminal AF. So when McFadden, uh, he reached his 85% date, uh, his bank credits were applied, and he was released. He was arrested two weeks later for the possession of child porn while in prison and posted bond. All right, so you're going to be released. You, you're out, whatever. You get rearrested for a crime you committed while in prison, okay? Why would you fucking be released? You're spending more tax dollars trying, like, you know what I'm saying? You're, yeah. oh, he's already there. Right. Why let him out for a couple days to bring him back in? I don't get that. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And he knew he was going to, if he went back in, dude, listen, there, he knew if he went back, if, if he didn't do those murders and he didn't get all that, you know, frustration out or whatever, he knew the minute he goes back in, he's just going to keep doing the same shit he's doing. He's going to spend the rest of his life in jail. So he, right. that was his like, mm-hmm. fuck it. I'm going to kill myself yeah. and I'm going to. I'm just going to go on a spree, yep. live out every one of my sick, dark fantasies. I'm going to rape these two little girls. And then I'm going to kill myself and just yep. be done. I'm not going back to jail because I will. I won't get back out. All right. That yep. is horrible. Yeah. And there was multiple steps to stop it the entire time. And all those people could have been saved. 100%. 100%. But, you know, accountability and the corrections and, and uh, police right. just, you know, yeah. sometimes it's unfortunately not held to this high standard as we think we sh- it should be right yeah so after he posted bond uh mcfadden he he had to register as a sex offender okay he was given no probation because he was a lifetime registered as a sex offender meaning he had to check in every 90 days with the sheriff's office for the rest of his fucking life regardless basically yeah you know what i mean because he's a he's that sex offender label is not going to go away. Now, according to the sheriff's department, he was compliant with this stipulation. He checked in every single 90 days. And now he, here, here's the kicker. Now, registered sex offenders are allowed to live with their own children or with stepchildren as long as they are not a victim of the offender. Fucking sick. Right. That's bull. That's such a bullshit. Yes. Fucking no. You shouldn't be anywhere near. You shouldn't be any hundred feet from Nowhere a fucking child. I don't near care. A child. And that's what you hear story, horror stories about that about moms, boyfriends, and shit like that diddling yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. And like, what? Why are you putting a sick person like that, or any, anybody who diddles children, and putting them in that situation? I don't Into care. Into children, right? I, not even your own child. You right. shouldn't even be able to live with your own child. Yeah. And I'm, that's a bold thing for me to say, but you should. Mm-hmm. Because most kids get diddled by family members, and that's yeah, it's unfortunately absolutely. that's the truth. Right. Now, even even though that they they are allowed to live with their own children or stepchildren if they're married, 
Uh, they are supposed to notify the Oklahoma Department of Human Services if they do. Okay. Also, sex offenders are not required to notify their neighbors of their registration status. What? I thought you had to. Uh, Depending on the state? It's either dependent on the state. Dude, Oklahoma. Dude, we, I guess or, if we want to get away with anything, we just got to move to Oklahoma. Yeah. Because, I mean, where we're from, you basically have to knock on the door and say, hey, I touch children and, yeah. like, shake their hand. At, right. like, Connecticut is super strict yeah. about Plus, you get a tracker. You get a little dot put on your, uh, on, your on your Google on map the, on the map <laughs> where yeah. they tell you, "Hey, you you just moved, um, yeah. sex offender just moved in." Yeah, guess what? See that house next door? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we know everybody knows in CT. Kitty diddler right next door. Yeah, yeah. You pretty much know who's who in your neighborhood. All right. So apparently, there were four radio logs and four ninety-day self-check-ins pertaining to Jesse Fuckface McFadden. The sheriff's office stated that home compliance checks were performed at different intervals. Okay. They're not required to do home checks. All right. In a previous statement made by the Akmulgi, Akmulgi, is that the county? Yeah. Sheriff's office investigator, uh, Jason Dawson, he compared home compliance checks to playing darts. We do compliance checks, but it's like throwing a dart. We see which house we're going to go to because that's all the resources we have. You know, they can't check all the house. They must have a shit ton of fucking I, I'm, yeah, pedophiles. You know what I mean? I wonder. I'm going to look that up after this episode. Yeah. After we finish, I want to see what state per capita like has has the most the most concentration. I would say probably that area because there's really no lot down, going on. I mean, listen, all my southern people. I know states down south are definitely yeah. up there too. Hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll look it up. Uh, Sheriff Rice, he stated that home compliance checks are only completed on sex offenders when a complaint against them is filed. Meaning that the, the, the sex offender is required to do a 90-day check-in. They, ha- they have to check in. Yeah. But sheriffs are not required to do a home check unless there is a complaint. Look, I understand not going to somebody's, like... I understand, like, a parole officer making, like, you know, an inmate that had a felony, a- aggravated assault, something like that, come in and just do a piss test real quick and leave. Yeah. I'm fine with that. If you are a registered sex offender, especially crimes against ch- children, they-, they should mandatorily have to go into your house, check out what you have in your room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because normally, most of those guys end up in halfway houses out of jail anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, they... they I, 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 I almost worked at one. Oh, I don't know yeah. how you would do that. No, I, I, I didn't. I know. I do. I know you. I've known I almost you. Did. I've known you for some time now, and that's probably the best move you could have made. Yeah, was not to I would have there. fucking murdered somebody. I know. I know. Dude, I'm I, telling you. I know you. If there's one, ugh, yeah, yeah. But you, you know, what I'm trying to say about the the inmates. Like, I'm fine with them not checking everybody's house. You don't. I'm not right. telling you to go check. Every single inmate that comes out of prison's mm-hmm. home. I, I I don't... That's not reasonable. Right. But if you are... Uh, crimes against children, you better be going through their computer. Mm-hmm. There better be like... Yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, there's like the whole... They should, that should be a federal law. That, yeah. should, that should be a, a cross-state line. Well, there's like, a, there's like a whole thing where, you know, like, oh, you know, they did their time. They have rights. Blah, blah, ah, blah. fuck you. As long as they're not Sorry, doing anything. I'm trying to be, you know... Yeah. I like to say I'm the more progressive one on this podcast, but you yeah. know what? Fuck it and kill them all. I don't yeah. give a shit. <laughs> yeah. See that? Well, yeah. You are. Yeah. But 
Now, going back to Fuckface here. Now, he underwent one home compliance check on June 24th, 2022. And this compliance check was done by the son. Okay. He was a, he was a sheriff's deputy, but also the son of the secretary that worked at the sheriff's office. Now, this is how small this town is. I just looked it up. Henry, Henrietta, Oklahoma, as of 2021, has a population of 5,630. Jesus Christ. Okay. So it's a small town. Try that in a small town. <laughs> Try that in a small town. Yeah, well, look what happens in a small town. Look at this. Uh, when asked if deputies walked through McFadden's home during the home compliance check, they said no. They are only allowed to enter a home if they are invited in. Kind of like vampires. Vampires and uh, fucking pedophiles. You know, whatever. Yeah. Same, same thing. Same thing. Right? Yeah. Uh, even when they are inside, they can't open doors or look through things, or that's considered a search. They can only uh, look in open door I hate, rooms. I hate to admit it, but they are. It is true. It is like, true. It, that's unfortunate. It's, it's a constitutional right. But you right. gave up your it's fucking It's a search and seizure. You... Yeah. Whatever amendment that is. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. the fourth amendment. I, I, I get it. I understand, but it's not fucking right. Right. Yeah. So this brings us to how did uh, Fuckface McFadden and Holly Guest meet and get together, and how did she allow this fucking shit stain of a human being to be around her children, right? Now, a lot of this is unknown, as Holly didn't divulge much information to her family. But from what we know, that Holly and Fuckface, they met sometime in 2020, whether that was while he was in prison or when he got out, not totally sure. Uh, they became Facebook official and moved in together in early 2021. I love how that's how we... Now that we're doing... Like, we've been doing these like more modern, yeah. like present-day crimes. It's, yeah. It went from they got married or they met to they became Facebook, Facebook official. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's real. <laughs> and they moved in together in early 2021. Now, now we learned earlier that this is a violation as a sex offender because Holly had young children yep. that were not his, nor at the time was he the stepfather. Okay. So he, legally, he should not have been anywhere near her or the family. Well, her, her, he could have. That also brings up her a good children, point. No, this is also good. Brings up a good point. Do you think that Holly even knew that he was a registered sex offender? <sighs> Small town like that, they don't. You, they don't worry uh, about that stuff. I'm just saying, like. Well, from from what I've read, and, and this is only from what I've read. I I don't know if it's like the official uh, thing is that this uh, fuckface dude, he was very manipulative. Yep. Extremely, which you have to be if you're coercing children to send you fucking naked photos. Yeah. Um, and he basically downplayed the entire prison sentence that he had. It wasn't. That, that's what I'm lie, saying. You know? And so she was like, "My oh, first okay. reaction is is uh, Holly. What are you thinking? What are you right. a dumbass?" But yeah. then at the same time, you know how easily it would be to manipulate. Like, to I, just- I've seen I've seen people close to me personally. I've seen how people can manipulate Mm -hmm. and like I can see that this person is an absolute fucking shitbag and they're only using these people. Oh yeah. And I think every, but, I think everybody can relate to that. Yeah. But they're like, "Oh no, he's he's not yeah. what you think. He's, he's okay. He's good." You know. But in the in the entire time, like everybody in the fucking world can see that this person is a fucking shit stain. You okay. know what I mean? When you're young, dumb and full of cum, man, yeah. it doesn't matter. I guess, yeah. I guess so. Uh, all right. So they were, they were officially married now in May 26, 2002. As per their marriage license. Now, this now remember, this is a very small town. 
So the cer- the ceremony, their their wedding ceremony was conducted by Kenneth Farnham, who was the sheriff's sheriff's office prison chaplain. So the prison chaplain were the kids there, dude? <laughs> I don't fucking was, know. Was there a flower girl? I, I fucking I have no idea. So the prison chaplain is the officiant of their marriage. Oh, okay, that's making my head hurt. Keep going. Okay, continuing with the whole small town thing. <laughs> The secretary of the sheriff's office, okay, who is the mother of the of the dep- sheriff's deputy who did the home checks, yep. Melissa Smalley, was also the secretary of the marriage license department. Jesus Christ, dude! Uh, she also made the wedding cake. She yeah, she was a photographer as well. <laughs> uh, so she she signed as a witness to the marriage. Um, so, like I said, she's also she's the secretary of the marriage license department. She's the secretary to the sheriff, and she was also the person in charge of regist- registering sex offenders. Oh my god, dude! And as we, oh. as we said, was the mother of the deputy sheriff who did the one, I repeat, one home check in 2022. Yeah. All right. So now Holly was described by her family as sweet and funny, and her children were her entire world, which. I uh, I'm not going to dispute that because, like I said, I've seen people be manipulated. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, and it's it's sad, but it, it does happen. Uh, now the family did not learn of Fuckface's uh, criminal history or their marriage until Christmas Eve of 2022. By that time, they were like, "Holly, you got to get away from this dude." Blah blah blah. blah. And by then, it was, it, she was already full wrapped into this dude's fucking realm. So, although the family was concerned, Holly assured them that nothing was happening to her or the children, and by all outward appearances, this seemed to be true, including the kids inviting friends over for hangouts and sleepovers. Oh my god, that's like my worst yeah. nightmare ever, man. Which oh. brings us, I, I think, like you say, I mean, I, I know you, I know your kids, I know Kelly, and you guys do it right, where if the kids want to have a sleepover... Come to my house. You have them here. Yeah. That's fine. I don't. I Come here don't, a, 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 seven days a week. Sleep yeah, here. Yeah. It's I fine. Mean, yeah. I, you know, and, I, and I'm with you on that. All right. So which brings us to Brittany Brewer and Ivy Webster, who were both of whom had spent the night before with their friend, 13 year old Tiffany Guess. Now, their parents had said that there was never an issue that they knew of previously. So there was no cause for concern about letting the children go to the home. Now, they've, they've spent the night before. They've never, the daughter, the girls never said anything bad or weird or anything. So, I mean, did anything happen? Who knows? You know, that is until you don't. You didn't think he brought in the wine coolers, some Seagrams? You know, he Jamaican me happies. He may, he may have. Fucking sicko. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, nothing ever happened. There was no concerns, whatever. And that was until Fuckface's trial on May first. Now we will never truly know what drove him to murder six innocent people and it's gut-wrenching to know that both Brittany and Ivy uh, endured sexual assault and there's tons of questions remaining and most likely will never be answered I can see a fight too I could be like he's that type of character that would lose his shit over her threatening to leave him yeah yeah, and yeah. just go insane. Well, the family, the family also also said that they were like, like they met him. You know, they knew, you know, whatever of him, blah blah. And 
you know, the whole thing when it came out that they were married, they didn't know anything about that, but they could see like little where he was kind of like quiet, you know, and if, and, you know, if they, if they asked Holly anything, you know, Holly would kind of like look at him kind of like, how should I, what do you, how do you want me to answer this? Kind of, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, hey, what are you doing next weekend? You want to come over? And she'll like look at him. Like, is it okay if I come yeah, over? That's, next that's a huge. That's a hey, ladies, that's a huge red flag. Huge by the way. red flag. If you have to look, if your sister or your mother says, "Hey, you want to come over Sunday?" and you, and have, you to have to look at your fucking boyfriend to make sure that it's okay, you hang out with your own fucking sister and mother. Uh, you need to run. Yeah. Okay, because that's bullshit. Anyway, honestly, this. This I'm I'm rarely like just speechless after stories. You you usually are the one who gets uh yeah worked up after some story. That I yeah. I don't even know what to say. This, this one was a tough one. This yeah, one. like and I just got I just want to throw this out there that this the research for this episode was done by our friend Chris Owen Cheeky. Cheeky uh, Cheeky and she did an amazing job with all this. Oh yeah, had everything like boom boom boom. This is what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened. So thank you very much, Chris. And if you guys are in the Discord. Yeah. At her, uh, yeah. Tell her she rocks. Yeah, she does rock, and you know she's gonna go forward. Uh, she's gonna be doing some research for us on our future episodes. So, thank you very much, Chris. You're the best. So that'll do it for this episode of Criminal State of Mind, Oklahoma from Criminal AF. Now, if you liked what you heard, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave us a review or comment. And don't forget, you can become one of the debauch by joining our Patreon for as little as $2 a month for general support. Everyone gets ad-free episodes and access to our Discord. Those who join the $5 tier or above get all of our Audible, video, and downloadable content. And for the higher tiers, you get all of this, plus producer credits on every episode, some goodies thrown in like t-shirts, posters, coffees, mugs, etc. Just go to www.criminalsfuck.com <laughs> where you can find links to our support, <laughs> socials, merchandise reviews, and more. Signing off from Studio Chloroform. At the 86th floor of the penthouse. <laughs> the 86th floor of the World Center Trade Listen, Center. listen, we film exclusively at the Four Seasons, right? <laughs> there isn't a giant spider behind Dave right now. I actually moved. We and have, a, we have and a, about 30 cases of Corona around yeah. us. Empty Coronas. We actually have a... A, a uh, mascot spider in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, he's been there a, since we day one, dude. I actually, I actually hung him up in the spider web. <laughs> he's up there. <laughs> he's been up there since day one. First episode. All right. Again, signing off from Studio Chloroform. Keep your head on a swivel and stay safe till next time. Now, now give me our theme music. See ya. Thank you goes out to our sponsor for this episode, HelloFresh, as well as our executive producers, Christine Rivera, Beth Davis, and Dusty J. Hicks. Our associate producers, Paul Hodge, Laura Shin, Chantal Daggett, Brooke Morgan, Jay Rawlings, Terry Burke Woolen, and Tara Mazur. As well as our producers, JD, Trent Gobble, Emily White, Devin Dean, Lisa Perello, Alicia Knight, Maria Celine, Chris Owen, Justin Ware, Elizabeth Plus Four, Jan O'Donnell, and Beth Esselman. Be sure to check out all of our socials at Criminal AF Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube.